Telltale, Dakota Folk Life and Stories is a collection of narratives describing the shared personal experiences and lore of life on the North Dakota Plains. From stories of blizzards, to the man who climbed to the top of a windmill to play his accordion, to the fate of Poker Jim, they originate from and are shaped by interviews with senior citizens, many of whom are in elder care facilities. My story goes back a few years, maybe before you were even born. I was born and raised in Florence, South Dakota, which is in the northeastern part of South Dakota, right near Watertown, South Dakota. And in June of 1944, June 18th, the tornado came through town, killed seven people, took most of the town on the east side. 5.45, my dad was just letting the cows out of the pasture into the barn to milk, and he heard this noise, and he hollered to my mother to open the cellar doors and to get the, I and my brother. So we stood on the porch, and we watched the tornado take the Springer farm on the south side of the lake. Now, he lived on a hill, and he had a whole farmstead there, and right below the hill was Dry Lake. Dry Lake is about a half a mile. Well, when the tornado took the Springer farm, it t he and, and uh, Maude, they went down in the basement, and when they come up out of the basement, there was nothing on that farm at all except his car was setting on the cement where the garage used to be. Not a scratch on the car. He had that, and he had a case of beer. That's all he had to his name and his wife. It went a little bit east, and, and it took 12 homes there. It took the standard all bulk station, them great big 5,000-gallon tanks, you know, and picked them up. We seen... Uh, the barn go up in the air as a whole barn. It went up maybe 50 feet and then just exploded into shrapnel or timber or whatever you wanted. As a tornado took the bulk station, it headed across the field to the Solom farm. And Ann was home and her sister was home, 11 and 14, and George, the hired man was there, George Sumner, he held the cellar door down. And when they come up out of the cellar, the whole farm said was completely gone except dead cows and dead chickens. That's all there was around the yard. And from there, it continued on northeast. So when the storm went by, my dad got us in the pickup and we drove down to his dad's place because my grandpa's, because he lived a mile east of town. And it took his barn and moved it off of the foundation. So after we seen that grandpa and grandma were okay, we got in the pickup and went back to Florence and helped look for bodies. And I can remember coming up on Mrs. Nesmith. She looked like a log there, and my dad got down because this log had kind of a dress on it. She was in a ball, and he'd done some scratching there, and he knew 
who it was right away. So after the seven bodies were found, then we went over to my uh, dad's uncle's place, the first farm that was taken on the south side of town. His sickle bar was wrapped right around a tree. Do you know what a sickle bar is? How thick they are? That's good heavy steel wrapped right around a tree. We've seen cattle with two by fours sticking in them and other boards sticking in them walking around before the rendering company got there from Watertown to lay them down and load them up, you know. Uh, all the bodies were found. Two of the boys that got killed were uh, classmates of mine, Zerbo boy and the Milgram boy, both uh, got killed. So uh, the school teacher I had, Frances Sumner, she was at the table making uh, dinner for Stubb, who was worked at the International Harvester. She was sucked out the kitchen window and set down in the middle of the street. She was scratched up, obviously, but wasn't in any broken bones or anything like that. So I guess that's about uh, the extent of my story. Produced in partnership with Memory Cafe of the Red River Valley in Fargo, North Dakota, and Dakota Legacy. This project is supported in part by a grant from the North Dakota Council on the Arts, which receives funding from the North Dakota State Legislature and the National Endowment for the Arts.